Blog Talk Radio. everyone doing out there. Um, this is Amiri Brown, host of the Great Liberators Radio Show. Um, you know, um, it's been a while since we've been on the, you know, the blog talk um, apparatus, and, you know, we're, we're back and in effect. The number to call in is 646-564-9858. That's 646-564-9858. Um, you know, what's now, how's, how's the family doing out there? Um, if you have some comments or questions or you want to add to the discussion, uh, you know, dial the number and, and, and press 1, and you get to talk with, with yours truly. Um, you know, the topic that we're going to be talking about tonight is promiscuity in, in the black community. Um, and this is a, you know, it's a, it, it's a major issue from, from my vantage point. It is an, a major issue. Um, you know, just... You know, generally speaking, my, um, you know, my disposition is more of a traditional family disposition, meaning that my values are more aligned with what we would call traditional family values um, in American society. This is something that was once a hallmark in the black community. And as these morals and these values have, you know, uh, degraded, the condition of the community and of our families and of our children has reflected that. Um, just look at where the social mores are today, and it's not hard to see that that this is this is a major issue. 
and see there are a lot of other issues that exist on the periphery of the overall issue, which in my opinion and in my view is this hypersexualization and oversexualization that that is prevalent in the black in the black community. You know, um, this is a this is a, a major issue um, when we look at uh, the STD rates, the HIV rates, the wed- the out of wedlock uh, child rates, um, the, the 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 foster home rate. Like we have all these issues that exist and are elevated and heightened in the black community. Yet, for some reason, we don't draw a line of correlation and causation to, uh, you know, to what the prime issue issue is, which is the the promiscuity that is prevalent in Black society. And you know what? This is something that that Neely Fuller talks about, and that is uh, the way they have weaponized sex and sexuality. See, because this is something that I mentioned: the dominant society and those you know, power brokers and power players who are interested in maintaining their preeminent and powerful and dominant position know that that the other up-and-coming generation of black people must get here through sex. So if you can demoralize the sexual mores, demoralize the black community along the lines of sex, then you're having children being born into this dynamic, into this dysfunction, into this dysfunction, and that is what we have going on right now: the oversexualization and hypersexualization. This is something that was that was also done on the plantation. See, it was it was uh, you know slavery and plantation life that first defeminized the black woman and masculinized her as well. See. And so uh, another component of this is this is the way that that you you foster and foment this black male apathy and inactivity and inaction is you make the black male comfortable and you give him sex. And this pacifies him. It gives him a false sense of security. It takes away his his man drive and the in, in, in that survival instinct. Do we have a survival instinct as black people to survive? And then do we have a thrival instinct? The instinct the instinct to not only while doing it. Um I, I think I have my brother Chaos on here. Um All right. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, how you doing? I'm good, man. What's up, I'm Mary Brown, and hello to everybody that's listening to tonight's broadcast. Came a little late, right. you know what I'm saying? I was just wrapping up something, yeah. but yeah. Right, right. You make it seem. Yeah, you know, this is this is a topic that's you know that's that's near and dear to, dear dear to my heart, um, because it's something that you know that 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 I believe in. You know what I'm saying? And that is is having a certain level of sexual discipline. You see what I'm saying, and 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 see the promiscuity level in the black community is is in my opinion it's out of control. Like I was looking at um you know some research earlier, and you know there was um you know a study that 
that was done, and it found that um, infidelity is especially high in the black community, both by men and women. See, like just just look at look at the advent of the side chick, the side dude, and the side baby. It's nothing to turn on Maury Povich, and you have a you have a, a, a sister on there who's you know testing these men to see if they're the, to see if they're the father, and some of them are on their fourth and fifth dude, and and have no idea who the father is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 that's a you know that's a that's a major problem. And this is something that um you know that even uh, Obsidian mentioned he talked about it, and I think it's true. And he and and that was that you know uh, many black women don't want to own their sexuality. Do we have a problem with with you know our sexual mores and our sexual values? You see what I'm saying? Like like what's some of your thoughts your thoughts initially on it, uh, Kel? Yep. It goes back to again about the you see one thing with this community we have to go back to what who created this thing with promiscuity from the start because if you think back then I'm I'm married mm-hmm. and a lot of people might hate this uh you know back in the days when we were old people that's in America mostly before the fifties or way far back you know most mothers that gave birth to their brothers and uncles and stuff sometimes they never question about you know, either complexity of some of the children, because they look a little different, or, mm-hmm. you know. And so when I think about I thought usually with promiscuity, I thought it was something like a new phenomenon 20 years, at least, maybe yeah. 10, maybe, maybe a little further that. But now when I find more, I hear more about what happened back then, I had to put that more into thought, say, mm, this has been going on a little bit longer than what, we see now as the out control promiscuity in our communities. So, right. and that might just always a source to every action that leads to a reaction. And I think with, with, in regards to this community that because we don't control mm-hmm. certain outlets, they promote and push certain um, the nine areas of activity in our people. And one of them is sex. We all know right. sex sells. It's promote it, it's so high that some people can't function on a normal basis or even interact with somebody without trying to get in the in the bedroom or in their pants. Right. So let's say you live in Georgia, and you know, it's a very high population of, you know, a lot of promiscuity and hell, even some lot of homosexuality activity. But you notice that in certain environments where we reside the most at, we have these certain behaviors that we allow run rampant in our communities, which leads to problems in regards to our offsprings, which then again repeats the cycle that gives some more problematic amongst our community that we don't like to see and we don't like. Well, we're not doing things enough to really regulate it or control it altogether. Hell, even stop doing it altogether. Now that I think about it. So this is right. the problem we have. And normally there are procedures to take to reduce the promiscuity in our community, but it takes a great sacrifice, which a lot of people are not willing to make. This is my thought. I mean, I don't know if I explain it better than I agree with um, You know, you're right, man. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're right. And, like, I mean, when you look at all of the issues, you know, that, that it causes, I mean, even when we talk about 
the pair bonding process. And what you know, what we know as the love hormone, which is oxycotton. See, the the more sex sex partners partner that a woman has, and this is neuroscience, biochemical neuroscience. This isn't something I'm making up. It's not a trope. It's not something to try and denigrate or demean women. This is just a fact. Uh, the more sexual partners that a, that a woman has, the harder it is for her to to, to to form a bond with a male companion because it it drives down the that that hormone level. You know what I'm saying? The hormone level uh, of oxy, you know, of oxycotton. You know what I'm saying? It it drives it down. You see, and and then even when we start talking about the psychological effects of it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and look, you know, we have to contextualize the phenomenon because we have to be honest. If we want to talk about the promiscuity level in the, in the black community, then we also have to talk about the, you know, the precursor to that, which is the high sexual assault and, molesting, and molestation rate, not only of black girls, but also of black boys. And not only the sexual assault and, and molestation that is uh, committed committed by by black men, but also by black women. The fact is, and the truth is, is that there there is probably just as many female sexual predators in the black community as there is black male sexual predators in the black community. But for some reason, we pay special attention to one and not special attention to the other. I remember a few months ago when I was doing that, doing a panel with um, Cheryl and Cynthia G, and we were discussing, you know, uh, this episode of Yolanda, um, Yolanda, um, and it was a situation where this girl had, I think, five kids and, was, and had another one. She was pregnant by a married man. And so they were just, you know, and, 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 you know, they were talking about the girl's history of being sexually assaulted. But then when I began to mention that, that the husband may be promiscuous because he was sexually assaulted, Cheryl, Cheryl just cut me off. Didn't you know? Didn't want to hear. See, because there's this this view and picture of black men that they are, you know, dogs, dog ass niggers. They can't keep it in their pants, you know, and 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 all these uh, you know, different you know different things. You see what I'm saying? Not really, you know, acknowledging that that black that black males deal with many of the same issues that black females deal with. And let's be real. Many times when we talk about the molestation rates and the sexual assault rates, these things are taking place predominantly within a broken family dynamic. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know, many times when a child is being sexually assaulted, the child is being sexually assaulted by someone they know and by someone that is a friend of the family and someone they trust. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You have... These broken family di- family dynamics it creates a vacuum and an avenue for these things to take place. You see what I'm saying? It ramps up the possibility and the odds of these things taking place. You see what I'm saying? Like that's that's what it does. You know, it it, it ramps up the you know the instances of this. See, and, 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 and the thing that I take exception with is we want to act like we have a right to do this. We have a right to engage in this. See, and, and we can't think like that. And, and that's why even like on the panel last night when we were talking with, with Gab and Kenneth, 
and one of the sisters in the comment section said, oh, well, we'll start doing these things when, when, when black men start building. And I'm like, so well. What? Come again? You know what they always say, what if, what if black, we'll start, we'll start being more cooperative and more docile and feminine and submissive when black men build. You see what I'm saying? Which, is, which, which, which number one, is bullshit because no, you're not. That's number one. Number two, mm-hmm. that is a selfish outlook disposition in, in disposition to have. And this is why I was saying that for, that for many of us right now, it's too late. Stop thinking that if black men begin to build anything right now, it's something that you're going to see in your lifetime. So that is an excuse to maintain your obstinate disposition, which makes us working together near impossible. Hence, we have this gender war. That's why I reference the, 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 you know, the occurrence of, um, you know, uh, when they when they the settlers first got here in six in the 1600s, but they didn't draft the Declaration of Independence till 1776. So that's a hundred and something years that white women just had to play their position before colonial white men began to establish anything that was for themselves in the Americas. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So okay. many sisters are going. They they have to do these things not for themselves, but for the future generations. We have to begin to a lay sacrifice. the seeds exactly for a better community, for a better family structure. It's not about you, mm-hmm. but see, this is what we this is what we do. We don't have that generational mindset. Many times mm-hmm. we think about we think about the here and we think about the now. We are we are too short sighted as a people. And I said all that to say this: that when you when you decide to lay down with a person and not take any type of Caution for your, uh, you know, for your, you know, your sexual behavior. Then, what ends up happening? You bring a child, in, you bring a child into this world that you were unprepared for and didn't want. And this is why we have so many individuals in the black community now who are running around with mommy issues and with daddy issues. Because what happens, casual, right? Casual sex creates casual children. Mm-hmm. And when you yeah. have casual children, then you create a dynamic where the, the the female parent and the and the male parent may harbor some type of resentment to the child, looking at the child as a burden. And so they will may not even do it purposely or on a conscious level, but subconsciously. They convey that resentment and that animosity to the child, and what it does, it forms these 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 patterns of trauma for the children. See, we have a community that is that is bereft with individuals who have abandonment issues, trust issues, and mommy and daddy issues, and all of it is emanating from this loose sexual culture that has risen up within the wake of the civil rights movement, integration, the women's sexual liberation movement, the rise of pimp veneration culture, um, you know, fat culture, and all these other different things that have come to that have come to quantify 
what is black culture within the subtext of America? Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. even when we talk about the black community, well, how do we define a community? What is the black community? See, because there's this there's this sense and this disposition that when we when we talk about these issues, that little Shaniqua and Tay Tay in the projects somewhere on the south side of Chicago or in in the heart of New Orleans in the Malcolm E. Project, that they are they, they are the embodiment of the black community. But what about the the affluent blacks? Or the well to do blacks, or the educated blacks, or the blue collar working class blacks. They're they're not a, they're they're not uh you know symbolic of the black community. They're not a part of the black community. Why do we always reverse the black community? Uh, you know uh, dilute the black community down to that very small minute portion of black people. That are that are mm-hmm. many times at, at the lower end of the social economic spectrum. Why do we do that? And act like because they are they are at the bottom that then that that then they are somehow more black. Like they own blackness. They are the qualifiers of what black of what black identity is and what it represents and what it means. See, maybe mm-hmm. blackness is as diverse as the arrays of shades and colors that we come in, from yellow bone to midnight purple black, and all those yep. different shades between. But that's not that is not how we think. You see what I'm saying? And so these things, uh, you know, create major problems and major roadblocks. And this and this is something that I say, like you know, you know, because you know, sisters want to talk about patriarchy and this and that, and, and and this is what I'm beginning to understand that a lot of sisters who talk about these issues have no idea of what these terms really mean. What do they What do they really mean when we talk about patriarchy? What are we talking about? Patriarchy and fatherhood is synonymous. Before the before the idea and the concept of fatherhood, which is only about six thousand years old. Mm-hmm. There was no such thing as patriarchy. See, there was no such thing as as patriarchy. You see what yeah. I mean? And so, these are, you know, like part of the things that I've been that to yeah. to understand and, and to see. You know what I mean? We do. You do not have a right to engage in that is going to birth children and put them in a situation where they're already disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. Like, call if you if you have a question or a comment or you want to you have something to say, press one and I and I'll bring you on. And let you say what you have to say. Um. Expand but, um, on some of the things. I got to do something right. Oh, it's mm-hmm. like this. Um, like I said before, in the black community, um, in regards to preparation, I always question this. Say, are we really prepared for real change? Besides revolution, which is a little different, but the same same things apply. Is what really it takes to 
bring a complete circle around. As says, staying on a straight flat line, straight line. Because things are, to, to look at change, change is like a, a revolving circle. It's a circle itself, you know what I'm saying? Some like a cycle. We, it, you, get, you, you become a baby, you become a, a child, an adult, and an older, and then you die. It's like a revolving circle. So in regards to how we see our situation as a race and seeing that the problems that we face now, and mind you, these problems are not going to go away anytime soon. So, you know, when black men complain about what the women are doing and what the black women complain about the men, it's like what we really, really want to do as race people, really. And one thing we don't really want to do is to stay on proper code um, amongst each other. Mm-hmm. And the things that, you know, if one person is waiting for the, the next person to do something, then really mm-hmm. we're not talking about no change at all. And remember this conversation right. we had the other day, I'm married with, with um, my good friend, and how she deals with things, mm-hmm. she look at mm-hmm. herself as she don't wait for nobody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because she already has kids already, and she looks at passing out her bloodline and lineage. She goes right. even far as that she, she prepares to turn the tools needed so that way they could mm-hmm. continue on her bloodline and continue what needs to be done for not only her our race, but for our ch- children entirely so that they don't come out more fucked up than what we see today. Right. And if she could do it, what really is the excuse today? And, I, and I've been around enough women mm-hmm. that, and mind you, my circle is very small, Mary. I'm telling you this right now. I don't see a lot of women complain about what they really need to do, especially when it comes to the children and make sure their, their sons and daughters grow up and prepare so that they don't pass on certain behaviors that we see here in our mm-hmm. communities today. So really, when, when I hear, when, when you tell me a woman will say that, we'll get it right until you get it right. That's not no excuse. Right. Exactly. Because first of all, in warfare, and we are in a warfare, much time people don't believe it, because you know, some people say we're not in a war. Think about this. Men die more fast than women. Mm-hmm. Right? So what U.S. woman is preparing now to teach your babies so that way to continue a, a fight because this fight will not end, and it's not going to go away anytime soon, like I said before. and say this again. So mm. when, when we look at the issues of our community, it can be easily fixed. But then again, what sacrifice people are willing to do today that will ensure the future for tomorrow? I always question this. I think about this. I always meditate this. You know, you're doing what you can as a, as a man yourself, and you try not only to still order, but make sure your children – Come up right. Right? And when you look at the upside, some women probably do a good job raising their babies. Maybe some of them. But when I look at when it feels that this is a normal behavior and it's the way to go, I just sit back and say, you know, the reason why the committee is really fucked up because women are not learning at all. It's like mm-hmm. you always hear they, they complain about black men, you should be, you're like the white man. But then again, when black men exhibit something more than masculine than white men, it's an issue. I'm saying, like, it really, really, it comes down that they want to be comfortable like the white woman. If you think Mm -hmm. about it, you know what I'm saying? Right. What sacrifice the white woman has done to make that happen? (laughs) I mean, they got they don't look at it, they don't question that. 
So I don't right. know, man. That's how I see it. I mean, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> um, caller, I'm, I'm caller. I'm bringing you on. We have a caller right quick. Um, I'm bringing right. you on now. Yeah, caller. Yeah. Greetings. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing just fine. Hey, listen, I'm I'm listening to the podcast, okay, and I on. have What's a challenge. Where are you calling from? My name is Sapphire. I'd rather not say where okay, I'm calling I'm, from, I'm, if you I'm, don't mind. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But I, I, I remember you, Sapphire. I haven't okay, talked to cool. you in a while. Who is that? Sapphire? Yeah. Is on social media, Sapphire? I think I might recognize you. Is that the same Sapphire? No, I don't do social media. But, okay. but here's my reason for calling. I'm listening, okay. right? And I'm listening intently. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I want to challenge you, brothers, if you don't mind. Because you, uh, okay. you're you obviously looking for answers, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking for answers, you've got to ask the correct questions. So I have a challenge for you, and I believe it's going to open your mind, as it did me, and it's going to mm-hmm. give you a new perspective on the situation okay. and the, the troubles that are ailing um, this so-called black community, or hood, if you will. And I'm saying that because I, I believe I have a new perspective. Now, I want you to watch something, and it's going to take – it's nothing that you can watch in one day, but maybe you can binge watching it. Now, there is this, this, this black man, and he is ex-military. I believe he's retired, but he's a young retired veteran. And what he does mm-hmm. is he travels around the country, and he goes mm-hmm. deep into the hoods of America – and he just drives and he films using GoPro. I, well, maybe it's not GoPro, so disregard that. I don't know what it is, but every now and then he will pull over when he feels safe. Now, this is what he says. I don't know this man from a can of paint. I don't know why he does this, but I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. I have a new understanding as to what is wrong. Now, I'm going to give you his name. I ask that you watch. He has approximately 600 videos. There's no, there's, there's no... Audio, I mean, you can hear his, I think he drives some kind of raggedy van or something because it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's really rickety. You can hear that. But the the, the, mm-hmm. the pixelation of these videos are extremely clear. And my question to you, remember this question after you've watched that. Pick any hood in America. He has, dro- he has driven through it, and he has filmed it um, intensely. Now, after you mm-hmm. watch maybe 20 or 30 of these, because it's going to be for Chicago, it's going to be Jersey, it's going to be South mm-hmm. Carolina, everywhere, I want mm-hmm. you to remember what it is that you see. And when you, and when you, and you've got to take a brave look at this black man. You, you, you've got to mm-hmm. be serene when you look at this, because I'm going to tell you, I, I had to be brave, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, you may cry, you may, I don't know what will happen, but accept what you see in front of you. And then I want right. to know, I'd like you to do a show on it. I want to know okay. what your perspective is as to what the problems are. Now, I'm, I'm giving you a warning. This is mm-hmm. difficult to watch. And there are people, his, his channel is, is, is very seasoned, and he has like 200,000 followers. And there are white people in the comments acting as though they are watching National Geographic. You, mm. you, you just disregard them. Don't read the comments. Just watch 
the footage. Now, here is his name. It's Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E-B-O-313. I'm going to repeat that. C-H-A-R-L-I-E-B-O-313. That's a YouTube channel. And, there, again, there's, there's not going to be... Correct. There's not. This is a retired, a black man. I believe he may have been in Desert Storm or something like that. And I'm mm-hmm. just saying that because of other military people who check in with him. You know, if you read the comments or you read some of the invite that he writes, but you're you're not going to see anything as far as you know him doing in-depth interviews with people. He's just watching. Now, I'm I want to give you. This bit of information I noticed that When the houses are Extremely ranchackled The cars Mm -hmm. that sit in front of them Are more cherried out Right The rims are more are, are, Are more expensive Than the property So you've got to understand What happened to the property values When you look at these videos it's going to give you not only a bird's eye view, but an in-depth understanding as to what is ailing this this black hood right here. Now, there's a whole lot I can say, but I'm not going to say it because it will hurt feelings. But a picture I mean, I would, I would, is I would worth a thousand words. Okay, well, let me ask you. Let me just ask you this: so What would you just just you know just what would you say is, is ailing the community? Just from like what did what did you get? And you don't have to go too far into detail, but just what, what did you get from from the images? What did those images convey about what's the issue in, in these hoods, quote-unquote? The issue is crystal clear. But if I say mm. it as a black woman, mm. it's going to offend so many people. And I don't want to do that <laughs> because that would take right. away from people getting their own view. So I don't want to give an opinion. I, I could, mm. and my and my opinion is crystal clear. I want you mm. to do it, and then you okay. tell me, okay? Please do it, brother. Please, because oh yeah, I will. I, I think will. I, I see you looking for answers, mm. and you're serious about this thing. But I think mm. when we rely on studies and use all of the um, institutions' propaganda. For what is ailing the black community when we see the black community with our very own eyes. So I'm sick of people peeing on black folks' head and telling them that it's raining. You can you can mm. come up with a litany of things that you see in the dynamics of your very own family or the people down the street or at your barbecue during the family reunion, but the problem is much deeper than the people at your family reunion and the people you see at right. the local store. It's much right. deeper than that. So I hope you'll have a show about that channel. I hope you'll watch it. Please watch it. Yeah. I will be listening. I will be watching for an invite. And I, only after you watch it will I tell you what the problem is. And I know what it is okay. straightly. Okay? Okay. I want to thank uh, yes, you for your time. Enough. Is that fair enough? Will, will you watch yeah, it within enough. this week? Will you watch it yeah, within this gonna, week? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to watch it um, you know, later on tonight. I most certainly will. I really appreciate you, and I want to thank you for yeah. your patience. I'm going to go ahead right, and get out of the way, but I'm going to continue to listen, okay? Okay. All right, you have a good All night. All right, thanks. peace be upon you. You too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.
yeah, I, I like I like her her spirit, chaos. She has a you know she has a yeah. very calm, um, you know, demeanor that is that is articulate and you know and 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 I like that. That's refreshed refreshing in this day and age. And and look, like I I mean, you know, I could I could I like I get some of the like some of what she said when she mentioned you know you would see like a you know just this this dilapidated house. Um, essentially a shack, but in front of it, it'll have a, a, a Escalade with 24s on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there is, <laughs> there there is something to be said about the mentality that pervades um, many of many of these of these areas. And 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 the thing that is funny about it is that there are no there are no no bars to the hood. Mm-hmm. Yet people can't escape it. And I think what that speaks to, it speaks to both the systemic barriers that exist and also the internal psychological and behavioral barriers that exist. I mean, you know, a few weeks ago when we were having a discussion and, you know, Angry Man was on there and so was Cerulean. And mm-hmm. if you if you listen to, you know, to what they're saying, and I have respect for, you know, for both of the brothers, both of the gentlemen. But if you listen to yeah. what they were saying, what they essentially were saying was that, um, you know, the hood type of guy, the hood gentleman is, um, you know, is uh, rebelling against assimilating. And the black person who who works a nine to five, you know, pays his mm-hmm. bill, manages his bank account. Um, has takes care of his credit and does all these different things is basically assimilating into whiteness. So what you're essentially telling me is that is that an, is that an educated person like a Carlton Banks type is assimilated, while the the hood guy is is rebelling against the system when that simply isn't the case. Because if we if we were to be honest about about it, we would have to acknowledge that all of it all of us are assimilating. See, there, there is no authentic black. Can I ask you a question, Amir? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, so when when they talk about say this rebellious nature, so, so I'm, and mm-hmm. I'm hearing this lately, and I think it's become very loosely. I would ask, what are they rebelling of what and what from the rebelling? Because right, they still operate oh, yeah, and, and function through the status quo. Last my check. Mm-hmm. Right. So just to be honest, whoa, the ones whoa, whoa, whoa. that so-called the, the Pookie and Ray race, because think right. about it. When we talk about rebellion, like really rebellion, do we really understand the words that's come out or the real definitions besides looking at mm-hmm. the term rebellion? Cause I don't mm-hmm. really don't see much rebellion right now out here as we look at ourselves right. as a collective, as race people. I mean, let's keep, right. I'm just keeping it flat out real, you know? So the guys mm-hmm. that, like, say, are the squares and all that stuff, they're no no different from well a little bit different but not no different from the Pookie Rays because all of us as collectives still function operate for the status quo both men and women. Right. So when they, people tell me that they they that these people are rebellious, I had to take a sit back and say uh, I don't I had to disagree I don't see no rebellion off these people that's in the, mm. the streets yeah because think about it. Right. the minute that lights that that cop lights hit whoop whoop and they talk about this their corner they they fall right in mm. line. I'm just right. keeping it real, brother. I'm just keeping it right real. Right. That's how I see it. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you're right, and 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 that's what I'm saying is that essentially all of it is is assimilating because that's what, by definition, that's what white supremacy is because white supremacy mm-hmm. dominates every area. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying it dominates every area, every area of activity, and in fact, there are, there aren't just nine areas of activity. There's ten because the one area mm-hmm. of, of activity that Professor Fuller didn't mention, right, was crime. Criminal criminal activity. Criminal activity is uh, is uh, uh, you know controlled and regulated by white supremacy as well. This is why they have the complexion for the protection. This is why they are able to make the laws and break the laws as as they see fit. So you, you know that 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 argument where we want to make one of these individuals closer to blackness and the other one closer to whiteness in my opinion is absurd it's 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 an absurd assertion in what it in what it does uh it seeks to um you know make excuses for the the bad decisions that some brothers tend to make because the fact of the matter is is that we know there's a reason why they say crime doesn't pay crime mm. crime does not pay you see because you're going to end up in the system nine times out of ten that's how you're going to end up. You know what I'm saying? So that behavior is still being manufactured by the system. It's just mm-hmm. like it's just like Neo in the Matrix. Neo was Neo. Do we realize that in the Matrix, Neo wasn't the one? Neo was not the <laughs> Neo was not the one in the Matrix. Neo was just another mm. form, another system of control. So even even the okay. pro black conscious tip. Is still being is still another system of control. Yeah, you're still you're still in the matrix. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Like you're 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 not you're not free from the matrix. You're still in the matrix. You see what I mean? And so you know, like mm-hmm. that's why I, I take those things with with you know with the grain of salt. For me, I'm more pragmatic. I, it's, for me, it's about what works, and we know that you know. Having an intact family home dynamic works. We know that by every by every metric, every societal empirical metric, we know that 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 boys and girls who are born into a intact home family environment have a better chance of beating the odds than children who are born to the who are born to the opposite of that, which is a broken family dynamic, which brings us brings us back. To the topic of promiscuity in the black community. I mean, look at how they push this whorehouse culture on on our black girls. I mean, it, to me, mm-hmm. it's a frightening thought to think that Cardi B and Nicki Minaj are the standard for women, are the standard for womanhood that black girls have today. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Right, given yeah, this, you know, yeah. given this this sense to to girls that it's fine to treat your body like a trash can. To treat your body like mm-hmm. a highway rest stop area, mm-hmm. you see, or a, well, a romanticizing a, 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 dump, a dumpster that behavior. a dumpster for right. all types of uh, what they call it, essence to go in. <laughs> right, uh, um, you know, again, the number to call is six four six five six four nine eight five eight. We're talking about promiscuity in the black community. Um, if you have a question or a comment, you can press one, and you can you can add to the to the discussion. You know, and, and, and so, and, and that's basically, you know, where we are. And see, th- this is where I had an issue with sisters because 
And this is why I told you, you cannot have it both ways. You cannot have it both ways, as sisters. You can't sit here and posture as if you're falling victims to the to the wiles of these beguiling, predatory males, but then turn around and say, oh, well, I'm going to bang who I want, when I want, uh, however I want, and then want to play the victim. Mm-hmm. Well, then at that point, you're not, a, you're not a victim. You are a participant. You are a participant. You're not a victim. See, you, you, mm-hmm. you, we, we can't sit here and be disingenuous and act like the mores that many women today operate with are the same as the mores that women back in the 60s, the 50s, and the 40s operated with. There was a totally different societal metric and stigma assigned to a lot of these behaviors. There's a reason why we had the sexual revolution movement. And that was not a movement spearheaded by men. That was a movement spearheaded by white women and many many black women in the wake of that have adopted that ideology, that disposition, and that thinking. Mm-hmm. But the white woman benefits from the, the the societal currency of whiteness, so she can afford. She she's more she's more readily able to uh, to engage in these behaviors and not be and not be harmed by them. As black women, you don't have that luxury. Yep. You don't have you don't have all these protections that are put in. And we know that mm-hmm. the, the number one de, uh determining factor in your social economic stratification is single motherhood. And this is why I try mm-hmm. this is why I was trying to tell sisters, okay, y'all keep talking about the black men, but y'all talking about black men as if as if these black men are just sprouting up out the ground. You are the mothers of these black men. And so when you have a dynamic that has destabilized the family and decentralized it, the reason why many black males arrive at disadvantaged economic outcomes is because they come from single-parent homes. That's Mm -hmm. why. Not because they're black men, but because the home dynamic they're coming from, many of them are already disadvantaged. And so because they're already disadvantaged, they're, they're, they're forced to make decisions that they may not that they may not ordinarily make. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's why I'm saying for me, this is what it goes back to, and this is why I talked about one time before chaos was was penis inhibition. This idea of a, of a man understanding that he just can't go slinging his his his, his pain all over the his rod. That you, that's right. That you have to understand. That you you must have discipline. You must mm-hmm. have discipline. See, because this also contributes to the the poor economic advantages of of black men. Because many many black men, instead of building themselves, building a building an economic base, getting their money right, getting their career right, getting their home right, they will engage in in all these sexual trysts haphazardly, and in, and in the process of that, they are having children haphazardly. Three and four baby mm-hmm. mamas, and then they want to mm-hmm. sit up there on social media and complain and whine. But when yeah. you were jumping up and down on this woman's belly, you weren't complaining and whining then. Hell no. So you're not a victim. A good either. old time. You're participating in it. Yeah. You're not a victim. And this is what this is why I laugh when I hear a lot of these pro black pro black aficionados. 
talk about having another black Wall Street and having a black nation. Uh, like you, you can't even govern your take accountability for your own sexuality and reproduction. Yet you're telling me that you're ready for self governance. Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is the basis for what we know as the gender wars. All this finger pointing going back and forward. And like I said, we are the only group of people who place all this stock in mentorship. Mm-hmm. But do we do we understand the, the the etymology of the origin of what a mentor is? Do we understand that? Mm-hmm. Do we understand yeah. the pedophilic the pedophilic connection to mentorship? See? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a there's a pedophile pedophilic undertone to being a mentor, where 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 a young man is 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 guided and actually plays this this the sexual father to the older male mm-hmm. within Greek Greco Roman culture. So when you have yeah. a dynamic that has this this place fatherhood and, and seek to replace it with mentorship, then you open black boys up to a lot of this pedi- a lot of these pedophiles. More Jerry like these homosexuals, just, really. These homosexuals right. that are... And remember, and, and let me say, but and I have my good friend that I want to explain his best. Okay. Homosexual and pedophilia are one and the same. I want black people to get clear that there's no separation. Most of these boys that have been molested, right, besides women that's engaged in this too now and its own its own numbers statistically, most of it's done by males, and most of the males that's doing it that's having or, you know, raping boys are homosexuals. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, right. why people separate between the two, and they're going to try to rationalize to me that it is not. I say, so what? what, what is it when a, a man takes on another male and he engaged in intercourse or, you know, rape or, you know, booty mm-hmm. plugging. Isn't that considered right. homosexual in nature? Some people will sit right. back and they, 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 won't, they don't think because our people don't fucking think no more, Amiri. They sit there running mm-hmm. into their mouth and feel that there's a separation between the two behaviors. No, it's not. It is one and the fucking same. Because right. other young boys grow up, depending on how often they've been raped by either men or women, but mostly it's mostly men. They engage in that same behavior. So I just want to throw that out there. Continue. And um, yeah, I, you know, I um, I had invited my, I had invited my sister uh, Nisha on. She's on the line. Nisha, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Good evening, <laughs> everyone. Hey. I I just tuned in. I was late, but I was learning so much about mentorship, and right. and that explains what you were saying. Why oftentimes those males that most often single mothers say, "Hey, mentor my son, be a male right. influencing my son, take advantage of him." So I, I, if it's okay with you guys, I want to actually learn more about that because that I know it was happening at alarming rates, but I didn't understand why. Right. Yeah. Well, that's um. You know that that's why, and it's 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 um, it's a part of of Greek you know of Greek mythology. 
um, I can't remember the exact the, the the exact characters, but that is where that that is where you get the term mentor and mentorship from. And it was an older a older uh, you know Greek character who was instructing the young the younger male character, but the younger male character was all was also serving as his sexual liaison. You see, and so when you replace fatherhood for mentorship, then you make you make many of these black boys boys vulnerable. Like, look, Jerry Sandusky was able to operate and do what he was doing because un, under the guise of mentoring at risk of youth. But why are these youth at risk? What makes because them they have at no risk? fathers. Because exactly. they have no fathers. That's why. Because they're coming from a broken family dynamic. That's why they're at risk. But we, but, but we don't want to address this in the black community. See, and, so and that's all, and, and what somebody I, I don't hear Mexicans talking about mentorship. I don't hear Asians talking about mentorship. I don't hear Caucasians talking about mentorship. So why are our black asses talking about mentorship? Do you guys feel that some of these men? Do y'all feel that some of these men feel that they are like I don't know justified? Like this is the right thing to do? What do you mean as far as what? You know how there was a time where when people, for example, there were some Caucasians that felt slavery was okay because the Bible said, you know, this about slaves. So slavery was okay. Do you think that some of these men that take this on sort of feel as if they're doing no wrong, that this is okay to do that? Do you think they're not justified in some way? I mean... No, I don't. I don't. I, I think I think those individuals who engage in this activity, they know that that they are they are scum of the earth. Like this, this is why they they do so much to, you know, to hide it. But, you know, like we have we have to realize that that American society is an extension of Greco-Roman culture. Like this is this is why a lot of the architecture, especially like in Washington D.C. and a lot of these government buildings have Greco-Roman architecture. So to a, to a certain extent, a lot of these things are, um, you know, ingrained and interwoven into the into American culture. And it's, it's and look, I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's these issues during the white community because you know you had a lot of these pedophilic pedophilic um, you know Catholic priests who were doing what they were they were molesting these altar boys. You see what I'm saying? Sure. And 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 so you know that that that's part of it. But I'm like I'm focusing on on you know our our community, and 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 for me and this something Nisha I know you I know you know all about this um about a lot of things that take place in in Memphis where you know all these stories coming out where you'll have what it was one guy side like I can't remember like this exorbitant amount of children with with a, with X amount of women and see this is this oh, is you what that, you that have. TV show with the guy with thirty four kids that you talking about right. Yeah. With right. the child support right. cases, right, and then I remember it was another case where this one prison guard, I mean this one prisoner, I think it, I think it, I think the jail was in Washington D.C. somewhere, somewhere on the East Coast, maybe I think it was Baltimore. He had he had like three three of the three of the the the, the female CEOs pregnant at the same time. That's you know what I'm saying? 
But 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 wow. we'll sit here and we'll talk about white supremacy all goddamn day. What 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 about black dysfunction that is that is self perpetuated? What about that? But you can't talk about that because if you talk about that, you you be the cool, you a cool, you a cool. See that's yeah, why man. that's why they, they were they were mad at Bill Cosby when he was saying the things he was saying. out granted, you know was oh, he being a hypocrite? At, right, right. Was he being a hypocrite at the time? Maybe so, but. I'm not going to sit here and act like there wasn't a, there wasn't some truth in what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing at Franklin's funeral when that when that pastor got up there and began and began being critical. Then it was it, it was it was another big rigmarole. And then we wonder why we have these communities where you essentially have a bunch of individuals who who, who don't want to take any accountability for themselves, engaging in, in, engaging in behaviors that only facilitate our race to the bottom and to be a permanent underclass. But they'll sit here and talk they'll sit here and talk about, about building black communities. That's why I don't want to hear shit. Because you can't even take accountability for your own genitalia. But yet you're expecting you expect me to believe that you're about to build something. You're just talking. You are just talking. And can I mention yeah, something about that mentorship? Um something that I I've, I've noticed too can, can, can I say something before you say about the mentorship? This one, you know, it's funny that Mary brought this up. Other racist people don't talk about mentoring boys. Obama created an initiative before he went to office called um, My Brother's Keeper, another form of mentorship. As anybody know, it's kind of ironic that only people that really needs that mentor and trust your sons to another man that you have no knowledge of for guidance. And become actual men. Have you noticed? Have you find it a little weird? Anybody that can answer this? Mm. Wait, um, wait, wait. Say, say, say that again, chaos. Let me say this again. Have you find this a little weird? Besides all other nationalities or race of men, don't really put programs or have things we call mentorship on boys. You, you, and and, and what I'm saying is. Mostly when people are getting mentored, and hear me out now, are people that are adults. But in regards to people that are children or young boys, you don't hear that. Only you hear it when it really deals with us as rich people, particularly in this Western region called America. Don't people find that a little odd? I think it was done in response to the lack of fathers in the child's lives and in the home. Um, so what they've done was pick, hey, you, you, why don't you be a male presence in these children? Like, I, I, I see why it was done, but you, people who mean harm to children tend to seek out single mothers and big brother, big sister, and football coach, volunteer. Not, I'm not saying every individual one is that. What I'm saying is people who want easy access to children and that mean children harm go where the barrier of entry is low, and they go to those places because, number one, if you need mentorship, there's no masculine figure in that child's life. There's no masculine protection. It's like uh, like a predator ready to eat its prey. So it, I think it was done in response to the lack of fathers, and then the lack of fathers also brings the lack of male protection making black children easy prey. Mm-hmm. 
And not only that, a lot of women, you think about it, because they don't have the awareness, right? They're not really vetting Mm -hmm. a lot of anybody that's around their children. Some have, but not really now, as what we see now. So now when we look at the easy accessible to these boys and girls, it's evident now, you know? That's when we hear these stories now that come out about these people that's molesting some um, couple boys, several boys, couple females, but mostly the boys, is expected because we're vulnerable, we're fractured as a community, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. so what happens now? They can easily prey on the children more, even go as far as mm-hmm. killing our boys and and girls. Where I know that a lot of young girls we've gone missing now for years now, in the thousands, not by the hundreds, by the thousands. So, I've shared at least. I would say in the past few weeks, maybe three to four examples of boyfriends molesting, murdering girlfriends' children. And Mm. just recently Mm. here in Memphis, a 15-year-old girl uploaded a video of her mom's ex-boyfriend taking her to work. He was taking her to work to a little fast food job. She was sitting in the front seat. He was touching on her and feeling on her, saying, you ain't going to tell, are you? Don't tell, don't tell. The mom calls in the middle of the ride. Oh, you taking her to work, but you 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 going to buy her something to eat, but you can't give me no money? Man, I ain't got nothing but two, this much, da, 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 da. She hangs up the phone. He goes back to touching her teenage daughter. We can't say, we don't need men. You know, I don't need men or... Men ain't this, but as soon as Dusty Bomb Negro comes along and wants to be living boyfriend, we're putting them over our kids. You see what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. You, you can't say you don't need them. And then it's always the same Dusty hobosexual. Mom meets boyfriend. Mom screws boyfriend. Mom moves boyfriend in. Boyfriend is molesting children. Like, it's mm. always that same story. Right. And it's just, it's trash. I just, it, 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 I, for what I see it as, is the mom is so desperate to have some sort of resemblance of a family that any dusty homosexual will do. Any of them will do. And Damn, homosexuals now get it in? It is, wow. No, actually, yeah, you're right. Because usually people label them as bisexual, but actually they're homosexual in nature. So there's no such thing as buy either. See, people got to be careful with these words that when people feel that people could go both ways, men and women. No, you can't. If you're straddling fence between having real sex with the opposite sex or you having masturbation sex with the opposite, I mean, with the same sex, you, there is no in-between. That means if you mess with the, the same sex, you are gay. And you see, the problem with this society and this country, that, and I'm going to say this just off topic. I mean, you hear the thing what's going with Ke- um, what's his name um, Kevin Hart, right? Did you know these same sick people, these LGBT, went out and dig a little dig it and find that he made comments a decade ago in regards to his own son, even to the point where he was supposed to host, and they said that they can't have him host um, this year. I mean, 2019's Oscars because of what some homosexual pulled out. So right. they, they will say they'll, they'll grant him to host if he makes a video apology. 
But he looks at him and said, wait, I apologize several times about my views on homosexuality. So he's telling right. me I must go and apologize eight times. So what he did, like any intelligent brother, he said, thank you, but no thank you. Now here's the problem with this. A lot of people get mad at me. And this is my views. I feel most people should not be apologized to homosexuals. Mm. And the reason why I'm saying this is because they don't take fair criticism and they don't like to be apologized. They want you to kiss their ass to the end of time. Mm. And they push their their sickness towards you. Hey, well, for the record, hey, I didn't say homosexual. I said hobosexual. You know, that's the right. the hobo, like the hobo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just dealing with a point here because <laughs> this is what I'm starting to discover now. And this is problematic because think about it. You said before, Mary, I did it. A father's role is make sure his children come out right. The best of his ability. So what did he did was so offensive that that somebody else take a present, even to the points of Don Lennon saying he wanna have a sit down talk to him about his views about his own son. First of all, you have no business talking about another man's son because you don't have fucking children. Number one. And number two, that is his fucking son. He he his job is to make sure his son is good. Can we agree? Hello? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm listening right? to you. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so that's what I want to lay out. That's my, my expression. Continue. Oh, you right. know what? Just to kind of go back, I, I remember, I didn't get a chance to, I forgot to throw this out there, but as far as that mm-hmm. mentorship goes and people taking yeah. advantage of the situ- situation, it should also be noted because nobody represents at those peewee football games like single mamas. Single moms, mm-hmm. when dad leaves, the first thing they do is put little Julia in sports and little, so little Julia can be around male influences, his coach. Now, what I've seen in my city, and maybe y'all haven't paid attention, but I've seen a sharp uptick in the number of youth mentorship sports. These are led by gentlemen who couldn't find a job due to various reasons, or mm-hmm. just by men who don't have gainful employment. So what they do, they craft up a little, um, you know, craft up the nonprofit 501c3 and use it as a means to gain access to lonely, vulnerable single moms and as a means to generate a source of income for themselves. So while they, uh-huh. are, they may or may not be touching the children, they're still taking advantage of the situation. I know a number of teams that have great coaches and great leaders, but I know more teams that were started by bum, dusty Negro who just needed a way to generate some money. And you're probably wondering, how does a nonprofit generate profit for a person? The best way to shield, hide, and receive funds tax-free is to spark up a nonprofit of some sort. So, they use the money, grant, usually free money, that's geared toward mm-hmm. enhancing and growing the program as a way to support themselves during periods of unemployment or underemployment. So while he may not be touching your child, he probably started that because he couldn't get a job or maintain a business. So you want to be weary, you want to be alert right. of that. And there's also this thing of, mm-hmm. hey, I'm the coach, and we need to talk about little Junior star next week. 
bring them. Why don't y'all come? To, why don't you come to my house? But don't bring little Junior. And let's talk about what shoes he needs for the game. You see where this is going? So ninety percent of them don't mean anybody. I know examples where coaches were getting the women pregnant. No mm. one told me this. I saw it. Oh, wow. Okay, I've seen mo- single moms out there fighting, not because little Junior couldn't start. Or not because Lil Junior didn't get enough playtime, but because she found out Coach was fucking another. I mean, I'm sorry, was screwing another single mom parent mm-hmm. of one of the kids. Like I've seen right. fist fights between the women. So mm-hmm. that's another way for you know Negroes to generate income and get some free, easy access to. I mean, easy pussy. Moms. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's, and for and for a lot of uh, and for a lot of men. This takes this takes priority over having an intact community that can that can give us the chil- children that can compete in an international um, you know marketplace. You see what I'm right. Like, oh, it's, this ain't about awesome. where you going to college for some of them. Right. This is about let me let me get that five thousand dollar community enhancement grant from the city. And say I bought helmets, but in actuality, I paid my rent this month with it. Oops, right? <laughs> like that's what that is. Right. That's it. Let me spend that five thousand on, on something good, and then pay a little partial of the rent, maybe two weeks, three weeks rent, and all that other good <laughs> shit, you know. Right. And and, yeah, so and, and you know thing. what? Well, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying yeah. So that's like that's a real thing. I've seen it. It happens. And Memphis has a terrible unemployment, underemployment issue, and that's real common there. Right. Right. Um, you know, and 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 so like I, I look at these things, and I and I just look at, you know, um, my children and and what I and what I want for them, and it's just like what Evan was just talking about. You know, the average father is, is just is just going to want what's best for their you know, for their children, and I, I think we have to start quantifying fathers as an invaluable resource that is necessary for the development of of children that can advance the race. And and when we acknowledge that fact, then what patriarchy is and how it operates and, and how it functions has to take on a, a, an entirely new meaning and conceptualization. You see what I'm saying, and this is why this is why mm-hmm. I tell sisters many times. Like, I don't think they understand that a lot of the things that they're saying oftentimes are in diametric opposition to one another. That they're like they're they're speaking out of both sides of their mouth, whether they know it or not, or whether they realize it. Or not. See, and, and and you can't devalue patriarchy without devaluing the role of the father because that's what patriarchy is. That's what it is. It's, it's synonymous with fatherhood. That's what a patriarch is. The idea that mm-hmm. the children belong belong to the belong to the father, belong to the man. You see what I mean? And, and, and that's something that we have to come, you know, that we have to come to grips with. And it's, it's not just a trope when we when we say things like sisters have to choose better. Sisters must choose better because the the fate of our of our people rests on that. And this is why like I keep telling like sisters will talk about how black men ain't this, black men ain't that, they ain't doing this, they're not doing that. Yet these brothers have no shortage of, of blow jobs and, and stupendous sex. So who's mm-hmm. being stupid? 
if 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 you as a group of women are complaining about the the inactivity and the and, and the uh, you know the fecklessness and failed leadership of the men, then why are you sexing them like that? Because so long as these men are getting that valid are getting their behavior validated from the women, there's no impetus for them to do better. Why? Do better for what? And then for when what? They, and, and, you know, I get and, into and, it. Hold on, hold on, okay. This is why there's this this power struggle between what we would call the educated lane, quote unquote, and the Pookie and Ray Ray. Because the educated lane does everything right from his perspective and is what you would consider um, a, a productive member of society, and you have the Pookie and Ray Ray getting out, getting the getting the best, you know, <laughs> cooch from the from from the, from the baddest women, and then they and then they take that and use that and then clown the, and clown the educated lane guys, like oh, oh mm-hmm. you did all that, and I'm still banging it. You stupid nigga. You see what I'm saying? Like that is the power struggle. You see what I'm saying? Like that is that that is where that power struggle comes from, man. And then when the and and and, and from the female perspective, they're just they want to they they you know they like sex too. They just want to get they get get their female rocks off or whatever the case is. And now they mm-hmm. want to come to the educated lane guy. Educated lane guy like this is young get out of here. Like that's how this is how these things are are operating. Like this is how how everyone each side is viewing the situation and the dynamic. You see what I mean, and mm-hmm. so that that is why the dominant society pushes these things, particularly in black society. You know what they say: when America has a has a cold, black society has the flu. Everything is everything that is adverse is always going to have a disproportionate adverse effect on black people because of all the systemic institutional. Barriers that uh, that ex- that accentuate these adverse conditions for black people. You see what I'm saying? So you so so it's, it's elevated in, in our in our social spaces. And look at what it look at what it has caused. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of division, and truth be told, there's more strife within the black community than there's ever been. Um, we have a caller, caller three ten. I'm bringing you on. Hey, Amiri, how's it going, bro? This is Kenneth. Oh, hey, how you doing, Kenneth? Hey, man, how's everything? This is Kenneth. Um, I'm hey, bro. Hang, hanging in there. What's on your mind? I'm sorry? I said, I said, I'm hanging in there. What's on your mind? Oh, yeah, I was uh, listening to your show, and um, I just wanted to chime in on that, uh, <clears throat> what you were saying about that whole Pookie and Ray Ray, because that's, that's something that I, often, that I hear often. I hear a lot of these men, uh, I don't call them men, a lot of these males will say, oh, yeah, well, you you know, you guys are just mad because women didn't want you. And right. actually, that's that's not true, okay? Hmm. Here, here, from my observation, here's what I see what the problem is. The problem hmm. is is that the reason why the Pookie and Ray Rays are with these women is because these women can control the Pookie and Ray Rays because mm-hmm. the Pookie and Ray Rays are dependent on them as being basically like their surrogate mothers. Okay? Yep. So that's oh. all so, so if wow. you so if you if you if if when Pookie and Ray Ray act out of pocket, what do these women mm-hmm. say? Oh well you can get out. 
oh, well, you can't drive the car. Oh, well, you can't do this. Oh, well, you can't because it's that control. Why? Because these women have been raised watching who be the leader of the house. Their mother. Their mother. Yep. So, so what ha- so what happens is when they they it's not that they don't pick these men. It's just that when they get with these men, and these men have been raised in a patriarchal in a patriarchal uh, environment where where they're where they say, hey, well, I'm the man, you know, you got to follow my lead, right? And, mm. and these women can't deal with that because they because cause they don't really know how, I guess, or for whatever reason. Whereas these Pookie and Ray Rays will allow them to 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 basically behave how to be how they want to behave because. They're not bringing nothing to the table. These women are taking care of them, you know. So when I hear these men or these guys sitting there talking, about, oh yeah, well you know these, you know, I always find it funny. Some reason they think that these these thugs and niggas are like all of them are like six foot three, two hundred and twenty pounds of solid muscle. That that is not true. That is not true, okay? I mean, you know, being a thug has nothing to do with with, with how with how big you are, or even how masculine you are. These dudes, these dudes couldn't, you know, couldn't bust a grape in, 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 in a fight if they, if they. That's why they got guns. You know, right. the pro, the problem is is that is that I can't stress that the problem is is that these 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 um, males these males allow these women to be the leaders of the house. That that, in mm-hmm. my opinion, is is what the issue is. Right. I, you, you know, know Kenneth, I, I, I agree with you. Go go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, Kenneth, you know, Kenneth, it, that that's a very good point. And think about it. When something happens to these same, I guess, bookies and ray rays, they always go back to mother or some female for some support of any attack. Like you know, like a child run back to the mother. When things go oh, wrong, when you ever notice that, and I'm not, but but we'll, just, we'll be honest here. This is the behavior we see because when you coddle certain people, individuals for too long, this is what it breeds. You know what I'm saying? Passivity. It it breeds dependency. You know. Right. That's yeah. why you see the, the the switches always turn around when it comes to raising daughters and sons. So you you mm-hmm. raise your daughters to be everything that a man might not want. And you raise your sons that a woman that doesn't want to deal with. Right. So really, you shoot yourself in the foot. So when we see mm. these adults now, that let's say your age, Kenneth, or somebody in their thirties, like a married or in their twenties, what do you expect? Now, mind you, it would be nice if that man was around, but there was a there was a process already where a lot of black men have been, you know, not there. Yeah. And I, I more great, 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 greater numbers. You know what I'm saying? Because we didn't, a lot yeah. of people, we didn't really have this problem before the end of uh, before um, civil rights. But we have this problem now, and that was all strategically done. You know, but that's how I look at it. I, I just um, like to, um, go ahead, Ken. I'm sorry. Uh, just, just really quick. Um, you know, when we talk about even like you look at the divorce, the divorce rate. And um, you know, I mean, uh, statistically, um, women are the ones that initiate divorces, right? I think it's between like eight, like eighty percent. And and a lot of times, often, you know, we hear, oh, well, that's because the men are cheating and men are this, and 
you know, whatever. Most of the t- most divorces are are due to irreconcilable differences. You know, just the two can't get along. Why could you not get along if I know my role and you know your role and we both are doing them? Why would you not be able to get along? Because mm-hmm. you don't know your role, or I don't know my role, and there's an issue. So again, when 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 you think about it, there's less uh, as far as blacks and marriage goes. There are more black men married than there are black women, but there are less black men than you know. Uh, uh, just as a, as a uh, ratio, there are less black men than there are black women. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not that it's not that uh, uh, you know these men. And there's a, there is a, a distinction between men and males. Is not that these men are not trying to get married or doing what they're supposed to do. There are some, you know, guys that, you know, feel like they got it going on and they're not looking to get married. And those, and, and, and those men are a problem too. But for the most part, you, you do get these men that will get a hold of these women and, and try to build something with them. And, and because, like I said, they have a certain expectations, men, you know, that men are normally have that women, have, I guess, have not been trained to, to, uh, 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 to, Manifest, hmm. it, it becomes it becomes an issue. I mean, you, we see it. You know, like I said, even in in, in divorce, we see it most of the time. When you talking about a, a a good black man and a good black woman, you're getting divorces because the two can't get along. Right. So. Hey, let me ask you something. Did you just say that you said that men will have an expectation for what they desire in a woman, in the women, because they haven't been taught? They're unable to meet that expectation. Did I understand it correctly? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So who's to say? I, I think. I think when I say that they haven't been taught, I think is is a lot of it has to do even like with with the men. You know, I mean, uh, like well, uh, the women are haven't been taught because you can't tell someone in that kind of in that kind of situation. Uh, 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 you can't tell someone how to grow up. That's something they got to experience. And if you experienced growing up that your mother was the leader in the house and your mother called the shot, then, it, you know, that, that is a female in so facto, uh, 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 her being you're going to grow up, male and female, are going to grow up feeling like this is acceptable. This is how, this is how things are supposed to be. So exactly. you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, well, they, they, uh, unfortunately. I was going to say, well, I agree that there is a problem with the roles. A statement such as that makes it seem as if, well, we all agree that there's a foundational problem in black America in that the males and females are not growing up in the best conditions that will foster healthy marriages later in life. But a statement like the one that you made assumes that it comes natural to the black male to know what a healthy wife looks like. No, and only the black I, woman is unable to meet the expectation of the healthy wife because she was raised in the very same dysfunctional family foundation of black America. Oh, no, no, no. Then, no let, let me scary about that. Yeah, no, no, no. Let me clarify myself. Because if you remember what I said when I first, when I first started speaking was that these men or males because they've also been raised in a situation where they're seeing their their mothers 
mm-hmm. uh, uh, be, as matriarchs and leaders, they feel like that is acceptable. When they get into their situation, it's okay for me to have a woman basically put me on punishment and punish me because women women are the bosses. Women women call the shots. Mm-hmm. So they also I was just referring to the statement of the men have the expectation of a healthy wife. And the women are not meeting the expectation of a healthy wife, which is what I asked. And we both agreed on before I started speaking. But I I just wanted to be clear that a man growing up in in unhealthy dysfunction, just like you just said, they don't know what a healthy wife looks like. So I guess we just want to be real careful with that because what it does is it makes it seem like, the family falls apart because the woman can't meet the expectation and the man has appropriate and healthy expectations in that. No, no, yeah, no, I, I, not I see true. what you're saying. No, 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 it's not, it's, it's not, it's not that. Uh, you know, even, like I said, that's why even you have some men that, you know, that, that got it together and they, and they, they want to be players, you know. So I, I agree with what you're saying. It doesn't mean that, that men got it figured out and the women are the issue. I'm not saying that. No, no, no and I apologize for even Leading to to think that's what I was I was trying to say, but I, I just feel like more often than not in situations where there is dysfunction, okay, a lot of times it is because of those two reasons, you know. But really, neither neither side, in my opinion, has a grasp on what it is to be, you know, the man of the house and the and the woman of the house. Neither side. But you know, but what I was saying was when we talk about a lot of these dudes that will come out and say, oh well. You know, you just mad because a woman didn't want you. No, that's not the reason. It's because yeah. when you, when you, sometimes, and I'm sorry if you disagree with me on this. Sometimes I feel like when a man is trying to, uh, 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 you know, show his role or, 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 or you know, commit to his role as being a husband, mm-hmm. women don't. A lot of times, women don't seem like they want that. Right, you know, they, they I agree with that. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, so and then that that creates mm-hmm. the issue. So I got to deal with this, you know. So if I deal with this guy, he has a job, he does this, he does everything he's supposed to do, but he's going to have he he wants to be the leader. He he wants to you know quote tell me what to do, you know, mm-hmm. and so and so that that becomes that becomes an issue for them because there no man was ever telling their mother what to do. You know, so, I mean, like I said, I mean, what do you think about that? Well, I also think that we, while those ideologies are not bad, you know, society just doesn't look the way it did 40, 50 years ago. And what has happened is racism has put the black male in such a place of lack financially and business and and economically and in jobs that... It's very difficult for some black women to make three to four times they may and say, hey, you know, I'm going to let you make the decision or make most of the decisions. I've seen that struggle, particularly with a lot of younger couples, like early 30s. Because they've been trained to not see that way. That's why it's a struggle now. They're trained to not see... Yeah, so like let, let's say um let's say this um let's go example let's say a woman makes more money than a man right and let's say the man is being productive right 
it's going to change okay. dynamics of that relationship depending how they they view this relationship going into it. They say who's going to make the decisions and who's going to play the roles. So you know I'm saying it might be different for each mate in regards to men and women because we we deal with a financial issue with, depending on the person. Like say a woman mm-hmm. might have when her feelings say I make more money and you probably did this. So because of this by default, not all some now I want people to get clear. They say, I make the decisions, you know what I'm saying, because of the breadwinner, you know. I think most men right. struggle there at times that they don't they want to be in no relationship when a woman makes too much because it gets in their head. Like it's an ego thing because mm-hmm. you make more. That is, you're, you're more up, up, above, you know. And that's the, the more What I've seen thing. other races of men do in response to that um, was just basically make themselves the breadwinner. Um, the housewife dynamic, for some reason, many black males feel that if the wife is not bringing in income, then she is of no little or very little value to the family. And you know why that is? Because and, and his mother looks like that. Well, wait, 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 can I finish? Hold on, hold on. Let her finish. Let her finish. Let her finish. Go, go ahead. I've seen this from the quote-unquote healthy masculine black man in the group. In this day and age, it's too hard to make it on one income alone. She's got to work. So the black male in the day and time of pimp culture and it's better have my money culture and Don Juan culture, and I don't know what you heard about me, I'm a PIMP culture, they still want their woman to go out and work hard like a, like a masculine husband but come in and submit like a feminine wife. And you can't really have it both ways. In other races, there are more and more women in this day and age that are working because, you know, people are living beyond their means. But in most races, you know, if the woman is working, it's passive income, it's maintaining the family business, it's not out there on a nine-to-five in a male-dominated white supremacist workplace and then coming in and being submissive. Like, it's just the workplace beats the femininity out of many women. And that's a fact. So, uh, yeah, I think, and that's because of black men, too. Right. I, I, think, I think that is, you know, that's legitimate. I mean, we are in a time, and we are in a time in America where, I mean, it's, you know, it's rough. And then, uh, and then too, to speak to that point, Nisha, I think sisters have to acknowledge, too, is that, as, is that as black men, even for, you know, all our confidence and, and the ability to, you know, to be um, providers, we still know that we are, we are oftentimes the last hired and first fired. And so there's, there's not a lot mm-hmm. of security that black men are able to put into their, you, you know, their, their employment. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that that plays a part in, you know, in the in the the thought process of a lot of of a lot of brothers. Even though these brothers may be, you know, gainfully employed and in, in, in doing their thing, they would they they feel more comfortable and more at ease with that, you know, with that with that income, that secondary income. You know what I'm saying? I I, I think I, I I'm. I have no issue with with the women working so long as as it's to help supplement, you know, like supplement mm-hmm. some things in, in, in the household, you know, things that like if they want to, you know, do va- vacations, uh, you know, things, you know, things of that nature, just like for extracurricular things, just to save things like that. I don't think though 
that the woman should be the primary um, breadwinner. And, yeah, I agree you know, with and, and, and carrying the, the majority of the load when it comes to the finances. Like, I, I don't believe in that, and I don't believe in, you know, this, this 50-50 thing either. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I think these are things that, you know, that that can be worked out in, in, in hashed out. You know what I mean? But I, I do get what, 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 what y'all are saying on the topic. But, you know, we're, we're in overtime now. Um, the stream has ended, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and end it here. Because I know Cass, you have a you have your show coming on at nine thirty, right? Yes, correct. The, num- the number to call yeah, in what? to tonight's show is five one five six zero five nine seven eight three. I repeat, five one five. What talking about tonight? Six zero five nine seven eight three. I have a guest, Mr. Brother Dawa Yisro, will be coming in. He'll be going in on various topics. So call in okay. to hear for yourself. Okay. Can okay. y'all post it online somewhere? Yeah, can you post the post the link to it, uh, Chaos? Yes, I'll post it on social media when I find it. I'll, I'll send a link on the And I want to, yeah, I want to thank I, I thank all the you know all the callers, all the listeners that we had, um, Sapphire for you know um, bringing that to my attention. I am going to check that that channel and, and its content out. Um, I appreciate you, Kenneth, for calling up. You know, giving you know giving your your perspective and your insight. And Nisha, it was a it was a pleasure. I, I liked what you know what you you brought to the conversation. And you know, hopefully we can you know we can have you on in the future um, because I because I I do think that you have a your your view is you know it's it's a breath of fresh air coming from coming from a coming from a sister. Like you know, just a lot of the things that you talk because I think you do get it. Like a lot of the things that that I that I you know that I often talk about on Facebook, many sisters don't get it, mm-hmm. but I, I think you do, and so you know I, I appreciate that. So yeah, I do too. Um, so that's going to conclude, the, definitely conclude like the show. You what did you just say? Oh, no, I was just saying I, thanks I was for having me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So y'all y'all know what it is, man. Blake, make Black America great again, or die trying. We'll do it again next Sunday. Peace. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good evening. Thank you for listening to The Great Liberator, hosts Amiri Brown and Kenya White. Until next time.